Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello guys, it's so lovely to be back with you on another Friday. Thank you so much for joining me. This is part two of the value of jobs and pocket money. So you've really got to go back to last week because I set everything up last week and you really need to go listen to that. Okay, so if you haven't, pause, pause on this one, go back to last week, have a good listen. But basically we talked about... um, why we kept jobs and pocket money separate. Okay. So that's really important. Go back. We also talked about the six life lessons that pocket money teaches our kids. And so today's part two, because I wanted to focus on family jobs or chores or whatever it is that you call them. So one of the greatest gifts that we can give our children is how to contribute to our family in a meaningful way. So what I want to do today is, look, there's probably an endless amount of values that chores and jobs teach our kids, but I want to give you seven today, seven reasons why it's worth the effort of making sure that your kids do jobs, because I know what it's like. Sometimes you think it is just far easier if I do it myself. It gets done better. It gets done quicker. I don't have to nag anybody. I don't have to follow up. I don't have to check. Uh, But you know what, guys, when you hear these seven things today, I know that you're going to go, okay, I know parenting can be hard work, but this is worth it. And there are ways to make it easy for yourself, which I will also talk about that. So I want to talk about what kinds of jobs, what age they should maybe do them from, and how you can kind of make it easier on yourself so that you're not feeling like a broken record, okay? All right, so here we go. The first thing that it teaches is teamwork. Now, you've probably heard me say before, we would always say to our kids, we're the Bennetts, and there's great pride in that. So if you're in the Bennett family, then you guys, you're so blessed um, because, and the reason we do that, and I've talked about this before too, is it's so healthy for your kids to belong to a family, to know where they belong. It gives them such a great start to life. It gives them such a great sense of identity. Uh, But, you know, being part of a family means that we all pull together. We run in a pack. We are the Bennett pack. And so we're a team and we're a team and everything. And that includes doing chores. That's what it teaches them. It teaches them when you share jobs that we're a team and we are in this together. It's not about me. This is about us. And teamwork is so important, right? In a uh, in a culture and a time where everything's me, 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 it instead focuses on us instead of me. So that's number one. Number two, it teaches responsibility. Oh my gosh, guys, this is so important. I have actually spent the last two weeks talking about this in the Youth Alive Academy. Do you know that the greatest leader in any room is the one who takes the most responsibility. Not the most talented, not the one with the most resource, not the one who's the loudest, the person who takes the most responsibility. These people 
are unstoppable. They're the ones who walk into any room with the attitude, it's my job, I'll do it. It teaches them not to leave things to someone else, right? My bed, I make it. Me, if I'm thirsty, not only will I get a drink for me, I'm going to see if anyone else in the household wants one too. It's all about teaching them this sense of responsibility. You know, the people that Cameron and I actually look to employ in our world are the ones who take extreme ownership and giving your kids jobs. It teaches them that. Can I point you guys to a really good book and a really good guy to listen to? His name is Jocko I think his last name is Willink, W-I-L-L-I-N-K. I think I've got that right. He is a, a an ex-Navy SEAL. I don't think he's in it. Yeah, I think he's an ex. Uh, and he's actually got a book called Extreme Ownership. And he talks about this and he's on a couple of, I think he's got his own podcast, but if you look up um, like YouTube and you get in, I think he does like a 15 minute kind of a short and condensed version where he talks about extreme ownership. Honestly, get your kids to listen to it. I've been doing this in the academy. I want to raise kids in my household where no matter what room they walk into, and it starts in the home, and then no matter what room from there that they walk into, whether it be their job, whether it be at church, wherever it is, that they are the kid, they're the young person that takes the most responsibility. Give me one of those kids any day of the week. Number three, jobs teaches them work ethic. Another thing that I wish I could multiply, you know, if we could have more children, more young adults, more adults with exceptional work ethic. One of the words that my kids hear over and over in our household is, well, two words, work ethic, but also hustle. I'm like, be the person that hustles. You know, a friend told me just this week, um, because this is the thing with work ethic. If they if they started in the home, they're going to do it in their jobs, right? And in their studies and at school and in university and every area of their life. Now, this a good friend of mine told me this week, and it was such a beautiful story, that the company that they work for cannot find enough Australians to work. So they've joined this new scheme that the government have put together, which I didn't know about until she told me, called the Pacific Island. I think it's called the Pacific Islands Scheme. So the government are actually bringing workers in from the Pacific Islands. So the, and they and she told me she goes Renee they came with only the backpacks on their backs right nothing else they've left their families behind but they are so grateful she's like they're smiling from ear to ear they're working their butts off we um she was saying how they fitted them with these new uniforms and they're so grateful because they're like oh my gosh we've never had these new new clothes like this before and you know they not only are they working these long jobs long hours and getting paid just like an Australian would, but they're asking for more. They're like, we can do weekend work. And and her and I just looked at each other and went, what's happened to our country? What's happened to the Aussie battler? You know, like shame on our country. It's almost embarrassing, guys. And and I I do think that our parenting is starting to contribute to this. And I'm like, guys, come on. We've made things too cushy for our kids, right? We need to push our kids. We need to start getting them to be a little bit uncomfortable. You know, for years and years when my boys were younger, Cameron would drag them out into the yard. We've got a really big yard. Like our our house is a, um, like a double story, so it doesn't take a lot on the block. And the block is like 1,400 square meters. So it is a big yard with a lot of trees and Cameron would always get them to come out. There, there would be these little um, 
kind of like nut things that would drop from trees and a lot of twigs, dried up twigs drop on into our yard. And Cameron would go, make them go out there. And guys, Queensland is hot. I'd be like, oh, my poor boys. But he'd be like, no, good to teach them work ethic. And they would have to stay out there in the heat. I'd bring them snacks and cold water. And he would make them pick up the sticks and pick up the stuff in the yard. It is good for them, guys. Teach them work ethic. And now all three of my kids have got really good jobs. Well, firstly, their teachers used to always say how hard they worked at school because a lot of the other kids, by the way, and now I'm going on a rant. I'm sorry, guys. This is a rant. A lot of other kids do not hand in their homework. I'm like, guys, what is wrong with the parents? What is wrong with the parents that number one, they're not engaged in their kids' world to know that they're not doing homework? And number two, why aren't they checking with the teachers? And number three, why aren't they like my kids would be like, you don't hand in your homework, you get double punishment, the school and from me. Like, come on, guys, let's up the game here. Anyway, that was a bit of a rant. I don't know where I was going. Oh, I know. So they had really good work ethic in school and now all three of them are working. Ashton's year 11, so he's in school, but also working and their bosses are the same. They all absolutely love them because they've got good work ethic. You are doing your children a favor. Okay. Stop making their life cushy. Make them go out and sweat it out, guys. Number four, we are teaching them life skills. Look, I must say, I probably should have taught my kids a little bit sooner to do some of these things, especially on the cooking side, but that's okay. Uh, it's never too late, but it teaches them the skills that they're going to need to be successful with their future jobs, their future families, you know, practical things like washing their clothes and cleaning and how to cook a meal and taking care of the garden and all of those kinds of things. You know, the best employees are those who know how to take care of things on the job. Families, their families will, will thrive in the future if they know how to properly take care of them. Do you want to know a secret, guys? Okay, I pray for my kids' future partners. I pray, like, and obviously it's different what I pray for George's partner, future partner being a husband, uh, as opposed to the boys. But I'll let you into a little secret. One of the things that I pray for the boys is that they'll marry girls who, now I'm not saying my boys are not going to take care of the kids in the home because they are, because hello, like they're responsible. But I'm like, Lord, let them marry girls who you know, know how to take care of things as well, who are going to be really great mums. Um, because that's important because you, you just don't want, you know, I don't want my grandkids growing up in chaos, right? I don't know. You guys are probably either laughing or like going, what? But we want our children to learn not to have chaotic lives in the future. My mum used to say, I'm not dragging you up. I'm bringing you up. Um, that was a funny quote that kind of came to my head around that whole, you know, um, the thing about life skills. All right. Number five, it teaches appreciation for others in the family. Do you feel like a slave? I know sometimes I've heard myself, I'm not your slave guys. Well, we always found that when our kids did jobs, they better appreciated us as mum and dad. Like when they understand how much work and effort it takes to run a household, they appreciate each person's contribution so much more. So, you know, if you feel like a slave, get them to wash, get them to clean, um, get them to cook. If my kids ever dared complain about a meal, oh, there's no food in the fridge, I'd be like, you know what? You can, you can cook tomorrow night. All right. Number six, it teaches them independence. So uh, I would often say to my kids, and I still say it to them now, I'm not raising babies or we haven't raised babies. This is how I always used to think of it. We're raising future wives and husbands. 
I'm raising future mothers and fathers. So I'm not going to, you know, rely. I want to teach them not to rely on everyone else to do things for them. We want them to be independent, to know how to take care of themselves. It makes them mature when they know how to fully take care of themselves. And number seven, it teaches them time management. Like, do you know how many people can't manage their time? They're always late or they waste time. And having jobs teaches them to be efficient. Okay, so let me quickly go over those seven. And look, I'm sure I could have kept going, but you know, there's only so much time. So what does it teach them? Number one, teamwork. Number two, responsibility. Number three, work ethic. Number four, life skills. Number five, appreciation for others in the family. Number six, independence. And number seven, time management. Okay, so let's get a little bit practical here. What kinds of jobs and from what age? Okay, I can answer this one super, super easily and super quickly. What kind of job? Anything and everything. From what age? As young as possible. All right, so start them as young as possible on anything and everything. So I thought, I started to think like, what were some of the jobs that my kids used to do or do now? And look, can I be honest? The older my kids have gotten, the harder I found it. Like it's easier when they're younger and I could make them more accountable where I've struggled a little bit. And if any of you are a little bit older out there and you've gotten through this with your families, I struggled. We struggled when the kids have gotten older, when they've got jobs outside of home, they've got cars, they're busy. Um, And so we've kind of started charging board now. And, um, I've gotten very frustrated with my kids as I've gotten older because they weren't doing some of the jobs around the house. And so we've ended up going, okay, well, if you're not going to do that, there's one, there's one place we have landed. We've just had our bathrooms done. So we're like, you guys all have to clean your bathroom and I'm hot on it. I'm like every day, they've all got one little job and they have to do it every day. Like one of them cleans the loo, one of them does the bath, one does the basin and mirror, and they all have to clean the shower. And what's their punishment? If they don't, I go to town on them. (laughs) That's literally, I'm like, what else can I do? How do you punish a 20 year old, right? Like it gets a bit harder. Anyway, if any of you've got advice that have gone before me, can you let me know? But anyway, I did well when they were younger. So what kinds of things, guys, anything and everything from as young as possible. I mean, feeding pets. I'm going to do a whole podcast on having pets, right? It is so good for them. Clearing the table, setting the table. Uh, washing, drying, and putting away the dishes. We used to split that one into three. Every night, one of them washed, one of them dried, one of them put away. And guys, oh, do you know what? I don't have a dishwasher. (gasps) Does that shock you? I think I'm one of the only people in Australia that don't have a dishwasher. If you don't have a dishwasher, come in and tell me because you're my person. I don't like dishwashers. Do you know why? Because it's really easy for everyone to dump their dirty stuff and then Everyone ticks off and who ends up emptying it? I guarantee you it's the mum in every household. Anyway, so we don't have a dishwasher at the moment and I'm loving, I I like it. And it's good for them because they chat while they do the dishes. Get them to clean their bedroom. Get them to, now that my kids are older, they all do their own washing. I don't do it for them. But, you know, when they're younger, I mean, teach them how to use a washing machine. Even if they don't do their own washing, it's good every now and then. My kids would uh, strip their beds. I would wash the sheets. They do it themselves now, but I used to wash them. But they would strip their beds and then remake it. 
you know, get them out in the yard, get them out cleaning, raking, mowing, whatever else. I must say, oh, this is family secret day today. I don't think Georgia or I have ever touched a lawnmower. Oh, that's kind of how traditional we are. I do the ironing. Cameron does the lawn mowing. Um, that's just kind of how it's fallen in our family because he hates ironing and I don't mind. And I hate lawn mowing because I've never done it and he doesn't mind. Anyway, whatever works in your family, you know, get them collecting twigs, branches like Cameron used to do. Uh, you can get them to clean the car. If you want one that will totally humble them, get them to pick up the dog poop. Cameron used to go wild about that one. I am always picking up the dog poop. So we used to get those freezer bags and I used to say to the kids, this is what you do. You get your freezer bag, you put your hand in it like a glove, you pick up all the poop and you turn it inside out, right? There you go. That one was for free. Uh, Vacuum. My kids are all very good at vacuuming and dusting. I used to make them do that. Cleaning the bathroom, like I said. Oh, here's one. Cleaning their own school shoes. When they would come home, they'd have to empty their school bag. They all had to wash their, own, wash their own lunchboxes. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I am not washing your lunchboxes. Wash them, dry them. Otherwise, you're not getting lunch the next day. Um, oh, can I let you into another secret? I feel like I'm telling all my secrets today. You know how we've got a brand new puppy? Oh my gosh, guys, I love her so much. She's not old enough yet to be down here with me in the podcast room because it's carpeted and she might do a piddle. And so I can't have that. Um, I have a, did I tell you this the other week? I have a schedule for her like I did with the kids when they were babies. Anyway, at the moment, she's in a crate in George's room. Can I tell you a secret? I have put her in there on purpose. Well, for two reasons. One, I, I sleep down, we, Cameron and I sleep downstairs. The kids are upstairs and Billy's little, um, like her toileting routine is outside on the top deck. And so, um, anyway, so one of the kids has to have her. So I've given her to Georgia. And at the moment she's waking up really early. Like at first it was four 30 in the morning. We've had her for two weeks. And sometimes it's 5.30. Now we've kind of stretched it to 6.30 because, you know, we're training her, guys. You can train your dogs like you train your kids. But anyway, okay, I digress, guys. I'm sorry. I'm kind of loose cannon today. But I've put her in George's room on purpose because I'm like, one day she's going to have babies and she's going to have to learn to get up early. So I'm like, gee, this is just training. She laughs at me. She knows, I've already, you know, she has a good giggle. I'm like, guys, I'm like, sweetie, this is really good training for you. And you know what? She is so good about it. She hasn't complained once and she's been doing it for over two weeks now, literally never complains. I'm like, you're going to make a good mum, sweetie. Um, anyway, uh, you know, get them to hang clothes. There's another example. So there's just so many jobs you can give them. Now, finally, where I want to finish off is how, how do you assign it? Like if you just, um, if you don't plan, what's that saying? If you fail to plan, no, if you fail, if you plan to fail, you plan to fail. I can't remember. I can't, you know the saying guys, anyway, you got to, you got to plan. Otherwise you're going to fail on this one with jobs. So you need to make them accountable. Otherwise you're going to be a broken record. So the best way to do it is it has to be visual. The only way to keep track and to give them a variety of things is to um, to make sure that it's visual. Now I've done a jobs chart before. I'm pretty sure I've actually talked about a jobs chart earlier on and you guys even showed me some of your jobs charts, but I just wanted to quickly touch on that. But look, it doesn't have to be flash. It doesn't have to be 
No, maybe it wasn't a jobs chart. It might've been about getting ready in the morning, but anyway, it doesn't have to be flash. It can just be like something simple. In the end, I used a blackboard. I mean, okay, use a whiteboard. Okay. I had an old blackboard from when I was teaching. And so I found that easier because I could just like rub it out every week. The kids could tick as they went. So I had their names up the top. I had the jobs down the side and then a little box that they would tick when they'd done their job. And Look, this is the bad news, guys. I have to give you the bad news. You do have to be consistent with following up and checking, okay? Because remember, we're not paying them to do their jobs. Remember, I talked about not paying them because we want them to be intrinsically motivated. And so the only way is for you to consistently follow up, but set set yourself up for a best win possible. Make it visual. I mean, look, if you're, if you're flash and fancy and you're you're creative and you love creating these things, then go for it. Otherwise, make it easy. Get a whiteboard. Um, you can buy these things online as well, but I found the online ones never had the jobs that I wanted. And so I just would do it on the blackboard, super easy, put their jobs and I would change them every week. I would rotate them. Okay. And you're going to have to follow it up. So I would have to get to the end of each day and go, okay, why have you not ticked? this? Why have you not done this, this, and this? Um, you might have a better idea than that. I probably found that because I wasn't rewarding them for it, it is a little bit kind of on me then to, to ask them at the end of each day or the end of each week, maybe how, whatever works for you. It's a little bit tiring, but guys, it's really, really worth it. Okay. Um, and then swap the jobs around so they get some variety. So we kind of had stock standard jobs that everyone would do every you know week, like the dishes and setting the table and vacuuming and stuff like that. And then there were the jobs we didn't write on the chart, but we would just ask them to do the extra jobs like the, the outdoor or stripping their bed, their bed sheets, that kind of thing. So there you go, guys, there you are. So that's part one, part two, the value of uh, pocket money, the value of family chores. So I hope that's helped. Um, send me your job charts. If you've got, you know, a good idea for a job chart, um, uh, but like I said, there, there are some good ones online. If you can find a good one, then do that. All right, guys, love you. Have a wonderful week and I'll be with you on Wednesday. I'll see you then. Bye.